How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, and always live on on the free Odyssey app, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Good Saturday morning, Chicago. Welcome inside the clubhouse right here on 670 The Score and your free Odyssey app. I'm David Haw, along with Bruce Levine, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, talking baseball until 11 o'clock as we do 52 Saturdays a year. And we interrupt this Justin Fields coronation to flip on the hot stove today. Hopefully it lights a spark, Bruce. Good morning. Good morning. I I know that uh, Justin Fields had a great day last week, and I imagine he will this week. I hope he can throw because uh, maybe he can pitch for one of the teams in Chicago at some point after he uh, proves himself to be the quarterback that everybody expects him to be. It's a great day, David, to talk some baseball. Pull up a chair to the hot stove. We will be talking hot stove baseball with you all Saturday morning. 9 to 11, like we do every Saturday, 52 weeks out of the year on Inside the Clubhouse, and a lot going on with the general manager's meetings starting uh, this past week in uh, Las Vegas, and then the conversations and people I've talked to, people other reporters have talked to. It's really one of the most fun times of the year in, in baseball because you have free agency starting. You have the World Series that just wrapped up, David. And then we only are about three and a half weeks away from the winter meetings, which is the granddaddy of all the meetings uh, in the wintertime for baseball. So plenty of things going on. Interactive always here at Inside the Clubhouse at 312-644-6767. Thank goodness, Bruce. I thought you were veering into talking about design quarterback runs in the Bears, and I had to cut off that football conversation because we've got baseball to discuss we've got rumors to sift through we got a lot of news that came out of the gm meetings in vegas this week the cubs and the white Sox represented obviously and there was a lot of conversation free agency began since we last were on the air with this show they crowned a world series champion with the astros and dusty baker and boy is that a mess 
in Houston. Holy they win cow. and they fire their GM. James Click, I think we have a lot to get to with the Cubs and the Sox, but explain that one to me, Bruce. You win a World Series as a general manager and you get fired. Jim Crane has to be the hardest person to work for in all of sports, and that takes in a lot of different characters who uh, are uh, you know, difficult. But when you, you, you talk about a World Series winning team, right, a team that James Click came to from the Tampa Rays as an executive to take over the biggest mess in baseball sports history since the Black Sox scandal back in 1919. He takes over, and all he does is get to the ALCS in 2020, the World Series in 2021, win the World Series in 2022, and he's offered a one-year deal and a kind of a, eh, you know, Jim is all right, but, uh, you know, we, need, we have areas we have to improve in. How do you improve on that, my friend? Yeah. How do you improve on that? And then you have Dusty Baker, who gave the Houston Astros and those players and that city the credibility it needed to move on from this scandal. And what does he get for winning the World Series and being the the talk of all of baseball uh, for the last two years? Maybe we'll give you a one-year extension, okay? Well, I guess Rob Manfred was right. It is just a piece of metal, and that is the way the Astros sort of treated it after winning it all. But we are not in Houston, Bruce. We step outside. You know you're in Chicago, especially this morning as weather starts to get a little bit chillier. Let's start with what the Sox did, what the Cubs did. A lot of talking this week. But I think a lot of people on this Saturday morning as they start to you know settle into some baseball conversation, 312-644-6767, we'll call it Spitball Saturday. What do you think? Let us know what you want the Cubs to do, what you'd like to see the White Sox do. Bruce, bring us up to date because there's one free agent out there that affects – both teams potentially i i keep hearing from national you know turn on mlb network and there's a conversation last night about jose abreu and it says well the Sox can't let him go i know that you are um you have information that says the cubs have him on the list about him coming to the north side and locally there's an understanding that that's possible where are the cubs and the white Sox on jose abreu and his future well, Jose Abreu is going to have a market, and it'll probably be a strong but small market, okay? Maybe four teams that he really fits in with. As we first reported here on the score and inside the clubhouse, and we wrote on our website here, Jose Abreu is the number one priority for the Cubs in the offseason, okay? We've said it numerous times. It's still that. Do we know if Jose Abreu wants to come to the Cubs or not? Do we know if it's a priority for him to stay in Chicago and stay with uh, the best fans in all of baseball, the Chicago baseball fans? Uh, We do not know that. What we do know about Jose Abreu is he does not fit on the south side of Chicago. David, why doesn't he fit on the south side of Chicago? You're reading my mind. Why? People want to know why. Where would the bats come from for Eloy Jimenez as a DH and Andrew Vaughn as a first baseman? Where would they come for? Where would they come from for Jose Abreu sitting there on a $20 million contract? Where, how, how would that fit for you? Well, 
I, that's a good question, and I understand the redundancy at the position. I, I guess that when you're looking from the outside and maybe not in those meetings and maybe looking at it more from a local perspective, Bruce, people wonder why would you get rid of a sure thing for some definite maybes with guys with injury histories like Aloy or maybe are less proven like Andrew Vaughn creating a bat for them. I want to ask you this. So as I answer this question, if you're if you're the White Sox, wouldn't you want to bring back somebody who you can count on in terms of his availability? And if you're going to be active in the trade market, you have the players you just mentioned as possibly trade pieces to get something back in return. Wouldn't that also be a path they could take but appear not to be taking? You know, that's a, that's a very good analysis, and it's certainly a fair point. I think it's a good point. But if you're looking to improve your offense, if you're looking to improve your defense, okay, the move, the right move to make is to let Jose Abreu go. Jose Abreu is a good first baseman. He's a good defender. He's a good offensive player. But playing at 36, what you're creating is an out-of-position player in Andrew Vaughn who has to play every day. A guy that looked like last year he was going to continue to hurt himself and actually, I thought, was a less outfielder than he was the year before when he first played the position because of injuries and because of being careful, I think, about not hurting himself out there. You want this young hitter who the White Sox believe will be one of the top hitters in all of baseball in the next year or two, as far as run production goes, to be in an optimum situation to be able to produce. How do you do that? You put him at first base, his natural position. You don't create situations where he gets injured. And you put an experienced and good right fielder who ideally hits left-handed in right field. That might be in the organization as well. I, I think that's probably a good way to look at it, Bruce. And so I think the Sox perspective, you kind of understand new manager, maybe roster flexibility, and you can't hold on to somebody like that. Who's, who's maybe in the way of other guys. I want to talk, ask you a question about the Cubs' perspective because we know from your reporting that they have him high on the priority list, but they have to cover their bases, if you will. Uh, Josh Bell, Trey Mancini, two free agent first basemen that the Cubs apparently reportedly met with this weekend or representatives for uh, those players in Vegas are – is that just to cover their tracks? Do you think that they would potentially like somebody better than Abreu? Because Bell is intriguing, Mancini less so. But we also, our 1030 guest, Matt Mervis, the Cubs minor league player of the year, swings from the left side and could be a guy that they're trying to also preserve some at-bats for. So what can you tell us about what that means, the Cubs meeting with representatives for Mancini and Bell? Well, that's a... That, that's what you do at the at GM meetings. The agents show up for the players who are free agents, and you begin your discussions. So to talk to Bell's agent and to talk to uh, Mancini's agent, that, that's just natural course. You, you are, as you said, David, you're covering yourself because you don't know if you sit down with Jose Abreu that you don't get outbid by Boston, you don't get outbid by Houston, you don't get outbid by Miami. Those are the three other teams that are going to be high on the list for Jose Abreu, okay? When you talk about the Boston Red Sox, you talk about the Houston Astros, you talk about Miami, those are real fits for Abreu. Abreu living, you know, most of the time in uh, 
South Florida. Uh, it's, it's a hotbed for Cuban baseball. It, it should be. It hasn't always been as far as attendance goes, but uh, with, a, with a guy like that, uh, for a team that has outstanding pitching and zero hitting, it makes an awful lot of sense. Uh, Guriel's a free agent. Jose Abreu going to Houston on a two-year deal makes all the sense in the world for the Houston Astros. Boston needs offense. They need credibility at first base. So it won't be a slam dunk that the Cubs get Jose Abreu. It's not like they're signing him tomorrow. They're doing their due diligence there. And I I believe that uh, in these other situations, like with Mancini and Bell, yeah, I mean, they're good players. I don't think necessarily uh, that they – are as consistent a player as a uh, Jose Abreu, both on and off the field. I think they're all they're all good citizens. Mancini's a terrific guy. Bell, never a problem. So top flight guy. But I think Abreu answers a lot of a lot of questions that the, the Cubs have as far as the position, as far as middle of the order hitting, as far as leadership. No, he's not a clubhouse guy that gets people fired up and, and uh, gives speeches. But he does, by example, as we pointed out, David, the, the best statistic available on Jose Abreu, as we pointed out last week, he's missed 18 games in four years. The best ability is availability. I'm with you, Bruce. I think that's a great point. 312-644-6767. This is your show, Spitball Saturday. Let us know what you think. We've got a great one lined up for you today. We're going to do chin music. Uh, at 925, Scott Boris had a lot to say, so we need to come high and tight on the super agent. At the end of the uh, first uh, hour, we'll have Chicago Bound. Who's going to be the catcher for the White Sox next year? Bruce has some intriguing ideas there. 10 o'clock hour, we're going to look at the Cubs and Sox and more phone calls. And then Matt Mervis, the Cubs Minor League Player of the Year, will join us at 1030. Bruce, a couple quick things I want to get to before we get to the callers. Can you explain where things stand with Wilson Contreras, another big-name free agent. The Cubs make the qualifying offer. It guarantees them compensation, but it doesn't look like, as we have known for months or speculated, that he's coming back to the Cubs. What would be the teams at the top of Wilson Contreras' free agent wish list? Well, I would think the St. Louis Cardinals are looking for a catcher, okay? And uh, I think that he would be an ideal catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. I believe the White Ow. Sox are, are going to have to fortify their catching, don't you? Uh, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Wilson Contreras, uh, and, and again, uh, you know, we're hearing rumblings that, uh, you know, Grandal is getting back into the best shape that he can after having a couple of injury plague years and and uh, seasons that were far below his level. I mean, he did he did light it up the second half of 2021. I, I will give him that, but it's been. It's been a tough road for him to stay healthy and be productive for the Chicago White Sox. Now going into the last year of his uh, $77 million contract that he signed. Guys, Monty Grandal made an appearance Friday in Chicago for Digs for Dignity, and he told NBC5 that he's working out with Blackhawks trainer Paul Goodman, and they have had 30 sessions working on his endurance. Bruce, do you think that he's committed this offseason to working on his body to stay healthy, and does that suggest, because of also he made an appearance at a Hawks game with Pedro Grifol, he doesn't seem like a guy that they're going to be DFAing, and I think at the end of last year we wonder if he would be DFAed. Can you count on him 
for 162 games? That, no. That's the question. And again, I'm a big Grandal. If you look back into two, 2018 and 19, Grandal, by being the durable guy that he was, probably has put himself in this situation. He caught 135 and 137 games back-to-back, which is a, a huge amount of games for a catcher, especially in the modern era. And from that point on, the knees have started to go on a guy that's going to be 36 years old this year. You cannot uh, count, no matter how great a shape he gets into, you as a White Sox executive, if you're Rick Hahn, if you're Kenny Williams, if you're Jerry Reinsdorf, you can't count on Grandal being your catcher for the majority of the year next year. You just can't do it. You cannot go into the season with championship uh, ideas about your team and and have and know that you've had a catcher with a bad knee situation two years in a row behind the plate and that you're going to count on him giving you more than 75 games. The Score Listener Line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's start the phone calls with Mike is in Glencoe, regular listener. Good morning, Mike. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Good morning, guys. And, Bruce, I'm very interested in your take on uh, Rick Hahn's Las Vegas press conference. In my mind, uh, in that one hour he spent with the press, he deflated all of the, the entire balloon of goodwill that the Sox gained from the Pedro Grafal weekend. You know, it was a kind of a dour, downer, uh, we're going to stand pat, we don't have a lot of resources, we're going to have to rely on the trade market uh, message. And to me, it sent a message that, that the Sox are, you know, I think it's probably an unfair message, but it keeps popping up, that the Sox are only going to do what it takes to stay in place. They're not willing to take the next step. They're willing to be good enough. Uh, and that narrative just never seems to leave. And I think ultimately you were hinting at this last week when you talked about uh, you, you suggested that the, the bigger problem may be a lack of talent. And indeed, if we show up with Grandal back on the major league roster come March, that says it all. Uh, you know, we're, we're just stuck with the same old team. So I'm very interested in your take of that press conference. Thanks, Mike. Well, uh, David, you start, and I'll give you I'll give you my ideas about what you thought, what you heard out of uh, Vegas from uh, Rick Hunt. Well, I understand what he was saying, Mike, in terms of being a little disappointed, Bruce. When you go to the GM meetings, and one of the takeaways from the people who were there, and we weren't, but the reporters, was that they're going to cap your payroll at 180 million dollars. A lot of money, easy to spend Jerry Reinsdorf's money, but I don't think that after the season that you had you need to talk about caps and restrictions and this kind of limitation because it does feel very limited in terms of your ambition. I know that's not the case. We heard from Rick Hahn, it's a new day at 35th and Shields, but it didn't sound like that may, maybe this week in Vegas. I also feel like the, the, the words keep coming back. We're not going to throw money at the problem. They're going to be active in the trade market. And Rick, uh, wanting to do that and rebuild that way, I think you've got to be willing to spend in today's Major League Baseball climate, and it just didn't seem like the, maybe the White Sox are. Maybe that'll be a misleading. Maybe we'll be proven wrong. But I know where Mike is coming from. I think Rick Hahn is a good card player. I, I don't think I'd want to play poker with him because uh, – and we've heard this from Jed Hoyer as well, okay? We don't want you, the media people, reporting out there to uh, other people too much information – about 
what we plan to do because it's counterproductive for us to be able to make our moves. And I think that in sports, and in, in particular the Cubs and the White Sox here in Chicago, the, showing their hand on anything is a sign of, uh, hey, we're, we're giving a tip to the other 29 teams about what we're going to do and what we can do. We're, 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 uh, we're telling uh, agents for free agents that we're vulnerable uh, to their player. Uh, it, it's just a, it's a, it's keeping your cards close to your vest. I think that's what they're doing. I, I believe that the White Sox will be very aggressive. Uh, Rick said there that trades might be more than free agents. Okay, that's fine. That doesn't mean you don't trade for somebody that's making 25 or $30 million. You could Good be point. doing that. You yeah. could be doing that. Uh, they have ground. They they have uh, Abreu's money coming off the books. Okay, they have Keuchel's money coming off of the books. They have Adam Eaton's money. Uh, quick math: about forty forty million dollars. I'm sorry. Yeah, a little more than forty million dollars just there. Okay. Uh, granted, they have players under contract. Uh, who are making a lot of money and their contracts will continue to go up year to year, okay? So you have to figure that into the analysis of what they have to spend. But I don't think for one minute the Chicago White Sox are stepping outside of their window, closing that window, locking that window, cementing that window closed to try to win a championship now with the players they have. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Good points. Also, they'll save A.J. Pollock's $8 million or so when he opted out of his contract. So I think that's kind of interesting. They had to uh, pay t- five to buy him out. Well, but they were going to pay 13 to keep him, right? So I think, right. let's see, 13 minus five, that's eight, Bruce. That's right. the good math there. But that's yeah, I'm, I, I, the point is well taken. <laughs> let's go back to the phone line. Steve is in Winnetka. Good morning, Steve. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Good morning, guys. Uh, you know, you're asking about, with regards to the Cubs, what you'd like to see uh, done. Mm-hmm. And for me, I really like Nico Horner a lot. He's, he's just a terrific player. I thought he played a legitimate shortstop, but I love him at second base. And next year, with the shift being gone and the infielders need to have both feet in the, the dirt when the pitch is thrown, second base is going to be more of a premium position than it's been maybe, you know, for decades. And uh, so I, I think getting one of these shortstops, because there isn't a gold glove top-hitting second baseman available that I know of, but there are several really good shortstops available. So I, I would go out and get either a Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, one of these guys, and then put Horner uh, over at second base. Steve, I like that idea. I am with you. The only thing that gives me pause, Bruce, is that MLB.com released a story this morning. They polled 50 reporters of teams uh, that they, they cover the teams in, around the league, and they predicted where the top shortstops in the free agent market, the big names, would go. The Cubs were left out in those projections. It was Correa to the Dodgers, Turner to the Phillies, Bogarts to the Red Sox, and Swanson to the Braves. And if these are the – reporters covering these teams and they're not projecting any of those guys to the Cubs that to me would be a major disappointment for Cub fans who have been waiting for this free agent class of shortstops for a very long time Nico can play wherever he's a good team guy and I do like his growth but I want them to get one of these four big names and I just don't know if they're going to you know what your point that you brought up it might be the whole 
crux to what the Cubs' plan is for the offseason, and that is maybe get Jose Abreu signed quickly. Okay, what does that do for you as far as the rest of the market goes? In other words, we know the Cubs have money to spend. So you sign Jose Abreu to a two-year contract for, what, 36 to $40 million. Fine, you're set there. But what else does that do for you? It gives you much more credibility as you look to make trades and look to sign other free agents. And as Carlos Correa told me in the summer when he was in with the Twins, he said, yeah, you know, I like this. I like Chicago. I like the Cubs. I like everything about it, but they're not ready to win. And I, w- I wasn't going to go there. Well, taking a step further after a, a very good second half last year and stepping up with some better pitching and the reality that they have money to spend, Acrea, uh Swanson, Turner, they're all going to want to look and say, all right, if I go there, what are our chances of winning? Okay, so if the money's equal, we know Chicago is a great town. I'd love to. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast be there but how soon will they win and what other moves are they going to make and what does carlos correa's agent think about their willingness to spend scott boris Held court in Vegas. That cues us up. It's time for some chin music right here on Inside the Clubhouse. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hi. 
For some chin music. Hey, Yom, how about a warning? Sure. Watch out you don't get killed. <laughs> because sometimes in baseball, you've got to send a strong message, especially when someone has it coming. Each Saturday, David and Bruce come in high and tight with a response to something that deserves one, like this. The Cubs are, are, are ready to begin the, the truest form of, of their um, rebuilding process at the major league level. I, I think they feel that their their minor league system is in a place now where they need you know multiple major leaguers to allow for them to um, build that platform for their success. Um, I think it's identifiable now that you know where they had before they were uh, moving veteran players. Now their agenda is certainly to acquire them and to uh, uh, build something that they think brings them back to 2016 levels. Welcome back inside the clubhouse. David Hall, Bruce Levine here until 11 o'clock talking baseball on 670 The Score. That was Scott Boris, super agent at the GM meetings in Las Vegas. Bruce, we love chin music. I like buzzing the tower. I like coming in high and tight when it's deserving. I got to say this, though. Scott Boris says a lot of stuff that make you want to come in high and tight and, and, hey, back off, buddy. Not this time. He's right about the Cubs. He's smart about what he's saying. And I know that it might be his self-interest being served, but the Cubs are right now ready and it is the time for them to strike and they to return to that 2015, 16, 17 level. Scott Boris, one of the smartest men in uh, in baseball. Okay, there's no question about it. And why I say that is, he is as thorough when it comes to needs and information on teams as any agent that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he there are a lot of great agents out there. Uh, but with, with Boris, you know, he spends an awful lot of money on his people doing research on teams, him doing research on teams. And, and the way that he put it on the Cubs was, hey, it's time that I take them seriously again. I wasn't taking them seriously the last right. few years. Right. They weren't spending on my players. They wouldn't spend on Bryant. They wouldn't spend on any of their veterans. Now... The olive branch is out there. I know they need veteran players. And I, by the way, I have a shortstop who they actually <laughs> offered uh, in conversation a six-year deal to last year by the name of Carlos Correa. And uh, maybe this time around, that six-year deal is going to be a 10-year deal. I doubt it, David. I doubt that. Uh, I doubt that he will get a 10-year deal from anybody because of his history with his back. But uh, you know, another short-term deal for Correa at age 29, uh, short year, short, shorter years, I mean, a five-year, $200 million contract would be what Boris would look for for him. Uh, even my math will tell you that's $40 million a year. I don't think he's worth that, but uh, that is the area that a lot of, from what I'm told, the people I talk to, a lot of general managers, a lot of owners are intrigued by paying bigger dollars 
above the market for shorter periods of time. I just think also, Bruce, when you hear Boris, and he's not making these clever puns or not-so-clever puns, and he's talking about the crux of the matter, it, it creates a tone that, to bring full circle to what we are talking about the first segment, creates a different sort of mentality or a, a tone around the Cubs than it does the White Sox. The, the, the White Sox tone, even though they may strike, but, Bruce, I think that right now you wonder about limitations, restrictions, and, and capping the $180 million payroll, not throwing money at it, in the words of Rick Hahn. And with the Cubs, you're hearing one of the most powerful men in baseball, the super agent for a lot of these players, talk about, well, it's time for them. I'm going to deal with them. They are ready to strike because they can. And it creates a much different expectation level for this offseason when you're talking about the Cubs and their activity in free agency and the White Sox. Certainly so. And, again, I wouldn't bet against the White Sox spending big money because uh, every time – you know, they say, uh, well, the White Sox won't spend money. They go out there and, uh, you know, uh, I, I just remember all the way back to Albert Bell, uh, you know, being, you know, the surprise by the Chicago White Sox signing the highest salary in baseball history at that time, a $12 million deal, uh, a $12 million a year deal with the Chicago White Sox as a free agent back in 1997. I think it was right around there, um, and uh, I I think they're they're just they're just trying to make sense out of what they want to do. But you know we're we're going to talk about this more. The White Sox need pitching, and I, I think I think their their money will go to pitching rather than to position players, and and trades might go the other way. But in, in Boris's situation, uh, I think he just points out that. The Cubs are for real. They have money to spend. And that his conversations with the Cubs, I think more telling, he's already had conversations with the Cubs, and he can tell that they are serious about wanting to pick it up here this winter. We talk about the Cubs looking at uh, Abreu. We talk about the Cubs flirting with Correa. We talk about the need for a big name in a big need position. How about the Cubs and a familiar uh, face and a familiar name, and Bruce, you've brought it up before in the past. Marty is in Springfield with the same question. We'll go back to the score listener line, powered by BetQL, with Marty. Welcome inside the clubhouse, Marty. How are you this morning, Marty? How Marty? are you doing this morning? Not Good morning, Hello. Marty. Oh, yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, Cubs got a lot of holes to fill. But the, a question I a head scratcher is, you know, Rizzo's on the market. He has his foundations in Chicago. Um, he only got like 16-5 last year from the Yankees. The Cubs could kind of up the ante just a little bit. I know there was some contention a little bit with his negotiations last time, but why is there very little talk about a, a, a possibly acquiring Rizzo, maybe two years, $40 million, which is not outrageous, um, if you look at the first basemen that are available, his production's still pretty good, you know, but there's very little talk in the press, very little talk on MLB networks, very little talk on the radio stations. Um, are the bridges burnt so much that um, he's out of the picture? But you could put, you, you know, you sign him, that's a big bonus for Cub fans, get fannies in the seats, and, you know, they got a lot of holes to fill, but that would be a great one. So. 
Thanks, Marty. Appreciate the phone call, Bruce. The Yankees made Anthony Rizzo a qualifying offer. I don't think the Cubs are worried about putting fannies in the seats necessarily, but what do you think about the possibility of a reunion with Rizzo? Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not so sure about that. I think that people over at Clark and Addison are always concerned about the uh, the fans, and uh, I think they have a TV station there that uh, they like uh, people to watch their their product, and uh, you know that's that's for sure. So. From the perspective of having a star player, uh, that was a big void for the Chicago Cubs the last year and a half. And it was one that I don't remember uh, in, in recent history, maybe for all time, as far as not having at least one star player. Now, with all due respect you know, to you know, the guys that play with the Cubs right now, um, you know, maybe Kyle Hendricks considered a star player, Contreras, a two-time All-Star going into this year, star player, but not with the glitzy star power of a 30-home run hitter or a guy that has a big personality uh, that uh, is a fan favorite. I think that I think you know the marketing part of it is very important. I think as far as giving fans people that they can uh, relate to and uh, root for while you know they're rebuilding. You know what's marketable? Making the playoffs. That's marketable. Getting players who aren't just uh, past their prime. I, I do respect Anthony Rizzo, but I, I just think that is dipping into the past. He's 33. He'll be 34 next year. Give me a 24-year-old. He's duplicative and redundant when you're talking about making room for Matt Mervis and not just because we're talking to him at 1030. Bruce, find me a right-handed power bat to compliment Matt Mervis. Give him a chance. Take a long look at spring training. I don't want to go backward with Anthony Rizzo. I think you're trying to recapture something that is lost, and I just think that's part of the reason why the Cubs and Anthony Rizzo don't make sense for me. The plan is for Rizzo to stay in New York, uh, obviously get more money, uh, sign maybe a new two-year deal at $40 million. I think that's that's the likely thing that happens you know, for Anthony Rizzo. I agree with you. There's there's no sense in going back. Uh, as much as Rizzo would be welcomed with open arms by the fans, uh, you know, at uh, at age 34 on a team that's uh, reliably in the playoffs every year, Rizzo doesn't want to leave New York. He wants to stay there, but it, it's it's all about business right now. Let's squeeze in Frank from Plainfield. Frank, welcome inside the clubhouse. Thanks for making the phone call. Hi guys, uh, just wanted to check in. Uh, I'm just a little tired of being like the, the stepbrother of the city with, with the socks and their spending. And, you know, they say if the fans turn out that they'll spend the money, the fans turn out, the, the team underperforms, and we're going to just run this same unit back. Everybody knows they're going to run the same unit back. And they're going to look for ways to, to, to try to find the cheapest options on the market. I, I'm just a little fed up with, with the ownership in Reinsdorf. I, I'm just, I don't know what to do. It's always something that we can't do, some sort of restriction. Uh, I, I just want to thank Appreciate the phone call. The frustration is familiar, Bruce. A lot of Sox fans very fatigued, very weary, and also very tired of the rhetoric that kind of is in that direction. It's been a long, it was a long season. And I think a lot of that residue has carried over into the offseason. Can you say anything, tell them anything that will make anybody feel any different? Well, I- I don't think a $180 million payroll is uh, holding all your money back. I, I, I think 
I think they're all in. That's the biggest payroll in their history, isn't it? And uh, with, with that in mind, I, it's not going to go down because you have contracts for Jimenez, you have contracts for Robert, you have contracts for Mancata, uh, you, you have uh, Hendricks uh, still on the books here. Uh, these contracts are increasing as it goes along. They they committed big money long term to all of these guys. The the biggest problem last year is they were injured and they didn't play up to their contracts. That's a, a tough thing for any team, and, and it really killed the White Sox last year. Injury and not playing up to your ability leads to, you know, bad news. I mean, we talked about the Grandal contract. $77 million, four years in the last two. Uh, you know, even though he had a big second half in 21, um, have been injury-plagued. And, you know, there's nothing you, you can do about it other than, you know, hope you don't get bogged down by it. But I think the White Sox are going to continue to spend. And I think the White Sox want to win, and they know that the amount of money is going to have to be spent. They're inching toward $200 million payroll. Talking baseball now, but you can talk Bears with Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron. Big Ant, the Miller Lite Top Draft Party, Tuesday at Emil's Tavern on Center, located 161 Center Street in Grays Lake from 7 to 10. While you are listening to the guys talk Bears, register to win future Bears tickets and other prizes brought to you by Miller Lite. It is Miller time, and when we come back, Rick Hahn says he wants to try the trade market. Bruce has got an idea about who they might be able to get to catch behind the plate. That's a, a creative. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. I have also a thought on the Cubs center field possibilities. Join us here, right here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to score. I'm going to tell you something.
one that you all should know. Chicago is the greatest place I ever know. I'm gonna stay in this town. I'm gonna live in this town. I'm gonna live in Chicago, the greatest place around. The Cubs and Sox are off for the winter, but inside the clubhouse starts the hot stove discussion now. David and Bruce take a look at which free agents and trades the Cubs and Sox should explore. Will Jose Abreu be back on the south side? Will Wrigley Field be the next home for Aaron Judge or Trey Turner? Does Wilson Contreras as a Cardinal make sense? You help them make the call. 312-644-6767. Against Pablo Lopez. And the first pitch, a liner off the bat of Kiermaier. And a diving attempt by Sanchez. Going to go all the way to the wall. He's got a chance to circle him. On his way to third, he's going to get the green light. And the throw to the plate is not in time. First pitch, bottom of the first, Kiermaier. And inside the park, home run. Welcome back inside the clubhouse. David Haw, Bruce Levine, till 11 o'clock. Right here on 670 The Score and your free Odyssey app. Bruce, that was a highlight. Thank you to Bally Sports' son, Kevin Kiermeyer, center fielder for the Tampa Bay Rays for the last 10 years. He won three gold, gold gloves, and they bought him out this year. He is available. When we talk about Chicago Bound, who might be coming to town, you know that Kevin Kiermeyer knows the way. He knows the way because he grew up in Fort Wayne. He was a Cub fan. Oh, by the way, his brother Dan, he's in charge of making sure that Wrigley Field looks like Wrigley Field, as pristine of the ballpark and infield as you'll have. He's a groundskeeper at Wrigley Field. That, to me, would make a lot of sense as a bridge guy in center field. Now, he hasn't been healthy last year. He season ended early with a hip injury, but he would be a bridge guy to three young outfielders in the Cubs system, Brennan Davis, Alexander Canario and Pete Crow Armstrong until they are ready, until they are healed. Bruce, I think Kevin Kiermeyer makes a lot of sense for the Cubs on an affordable deal. I do too. And maybe the theme that we're talking about right now is getting really good, strong players on the field, off the field, to be leaders for a short period of time, just to bridge, as you said, David, these young players coming along, not only bridge it, but, uh, Give some strong examples of what it is to play every day, what it is to be a leader by example. Nobody in baseball over the past nine years has been more of a leader by example than Jose Abreu. To me, he stands head and shoulders above everybody, or at least equal. I can't tell you I know every single player in baseball, but for just, just by the way he comports himself, uh, by the way he loves to play, by the way that... He goes out there and plays every day. Uh, Kiermaier would be a, another player like that for the Chicago Cubs, bridging the gap and also being an example of what you want your players to look at that are coming up on a daily basis as to what they aspire to. You also have a guy uh, on the south side you think the White Sox should be interested in, and when we talk about you know, making a big trade, this would qualify as that. And you have written about this on 670score.com where you talk about the White Sox interest in a catcher. And he would be Sean Murphy, the Oakland A's, who have two dynamite young catchers in their system coming up. And Murphy going to his first year of arbitration this year uh, for a team that doesn't want to spend any money 
the, the word is out there and the word was out there at the general manager meetings that we will talk trading Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy, the Gold Glove winner in 2021, a likely winner again this year, a guy that hit 18 home runs, drove in 66 runs, has a dynamite arm, great leadership, and to me, is a great fit for the Chicago White Sox. Now, you say, well, okay, well, Grandal's there. He's making $18 million. Uh, he's going to catch if he's healthy. Sure, but uh, at, at what point do you say, well, you know what? Grandal's here. We can't count on him. But with Murphy, we not only have a catcher now, but we have him for the next three years. Okay, that is a huge thing to be able to do with your pitching staff, uh, projecting your team for the future. Uh, it's been a it's been a, a tough position for the Chicago White Sox. Not that Grandal wasn't an excellent catcher and an offensive player. He wasn't necessarily the best defensive catcher, but he has high numbers as far as framing goes, and certainly he had a big power bat. That's the past. You have to live in the here and now, David. Right. And the here and now is a catcher like Sean Murphy will make the Chicago White Sox pitchers and team a much better team defensively and as far as productivity behind the plate, that is where you should go. 28-year-old gold glove catcher. 18 home runs, got a little pop in the bat. Not going to come cheap, Bruce. And we're not talking about free agency currency. We're not talking about money alone. What would it take in a trade? What would the A's demand? And and is there anybody on the White Sox who they might want where you would say, whoa, 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 that's not worth it. And Sean Murphy's a great name, and that's a great possibility for a team that needs to improve its defense, be smarter in his baseball IQ, and he would help you do both things. But what would the price be in terms of prospects, do you think, or in terms of major league players on the roster now? Well, you really hit it on the nose, David. Uh, were they able to get Montas from Oakland? No, they didn't have a matchup for him. Were they able to get Manaya from Oakland? No, they didn't have a matchup. Uh, the, the top young players in the Chicago White Sox organization are at the major league level. And they're all young players, and, and they should be around for a long time. Uh, you know, kudos to them. But the system right now might not have those players that, uh, that Oakland wants. They want projectable players who are not going to make any money. They do not want players on their roster that are in their third, fourth, and fifth year in the major leagues. So uh, they, they will not be a matchup for veterans like you know, the the Andersons and the Mancadas in, in an expanded deal. that That's just not going to work for them. So therein lies the rub. Uh, I talked to one general manager this week. He said there's seven teams probably interested wow. in Sean Murphy. Okay, <laughs> and why wouldn't you be? Why, why, wouldn't, why, you why be? wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, if you're the Cubs, you should definitely be interested in Sean Murphy as well. They should be one of the seven, Bruce, because – you're going Absolutely. to be losing Wilson Contreras. You've got Gomes, who's not getting any younger, and you've got a 28-year-old Gold Glove winning catcher. Why not? Absolutely. Uh, and and the point that you make, David, is really solid because who has young prospects not making money right now? So as, as Theo Epstein reminded us when he was first hired in October of 2011 – we will build an outstanding organization. We will build a farm system. The farm system will be for players on our team. You know, eventually it was the Bryants and the uh, 
Schwarbers and uh, the Haps, and also to trade for other people's young players. So it would be naive to think that the Pete Crow Armstrongs and the Brennan Davises and all of those will matriculate to Wrigley Field only. They might be parts of other deals that you have to make to get there uh, in the next two to three years where you want to go as an organization. Bruce says the Sox should trade for Sean Murphy. I think the Cubs should get Kevin Kiermaier. What do you think? 312-644-6767. We've got another hour to go. We've got a lot of good stuff in that hour. We've got Matt Mervis at 1030. But when we come back, Carter Hawkins had something to say on one of the free agent targets of the Chicago Cubs that we have already discussed. You'll hear that next on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.